Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Geeks in Suits podcast. I'm Chase Gerber, your host here on a nice Monday evening, procrastinating on homework for my final week of class. And nice enough to join me tonight, uh, Tyler Stutzman on for the second time. Tyler, what Yay. is happening? I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Nothing much, man. Just, uh, I, you know, I was I was getting a little worried because I was on this the second episode and then uh-huh. then you had another one like another one and then one with Ben and then then an, a fifth one which I will admit I haven't listened to yet because I I'm behind on all my podcasts right now and right and I was like okay well I hope I get to be on again eventually cuz that was fun and, and so yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm happy to to be back on and and looking forward to to this special off the cuff edition <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, usually I have a lot of talking points to go off to. I've had no time to set up any of those, so this is completely just off the cuff. But yeah, you know I love having you on. I'm going to try and have you on quite a bit. You and Ben will probably be my two most consistent guests because you know us. We, we talk about anything. So It's true. Um, yeah, it really is true. Let's start with the unnamed segment that I still have yet to name. Have you seen anything new lately? And was it good? Was it bad? TV show, movie, whatever. Anything new? I started watching. Um, I started watch. I don't know if how much of Fox's like, um, like comedy lineup that you're watching, but pretty much none. Okay, because this this season on. Um, they started that new show, The Grinder, with Rob Lowe and uh, Fred Savage. I, I was watching that before, but uh-huh. I was also informed that I should watch Grandfathered, which is John Stamos' new show, and Josh Peck of Drake and Josh fame is... Oh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Is, uh, commercials for it, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I started watching that as well. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and just in general, like the, I, I was, I'm enjoying the grinder. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's got a good cast and, um, I I enjoy that, but I really like grandfathered and I did not expect to like, it's, it's really a lot of fun. And, and I mean, both shows for the most part, follow the very typical paint by numbers formula for the types of, of comedies that they are. But they've both got really quick and enjoyable writing and, and good jokes. And um, it, I think the hardest that I've laughed at anything this this season of, of TV so far was from the, I believe it was the pilot episode of The Grinder, where, um, where Fred Savage's character is talking to his brother, uh, who's played by Rob Lowe, and Fred Savage, uh, his character says, um, "Hold on, Dean, just a quick sec." And and Rob Lowe is, who's Dean, says, "We don't have time for quick sex." And <laughs> and just how how it was so unexpected and one of those jokes that I was like, I can't believe we've never heard that before. And right, it was, I don't know, I it, it's it's really simple. And yet, really quick-witted, and I'm enjoying mm-hmm. both shows. So that's that's kind of, I guess, that'd be the new thing that I've seen. Right. So. I have to ask: do do either, or should I say, does either show have a laugh track? 
No, not at all. I think that's, ah, that's so good to hear. That's that's I think that's why I enjoy it even more because I am with I'm with you. I I have just total disdain for laugh tracks. That's what mm-hmm. kept me from watching How I Met Your Mother until it was in like the sixth season. It's because I just mm-hmm. I don't like laugh tracks at all. And no, neither neither show has laugh tracks. And um, they're both they both just went on like their mid season hiatus. And they're only like mm-hmm. nine episodes each, so they're really easy and quick to get caught up on. And I think I just saw a commercial for it yesterday during uh, during football um, on Fox. And apparently on January, like the first Tuesday in January, they're coming back. And the the Tuesday night lineup on Fox now is going to be New Girl, um, Grandfathered. Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is hysterical, and The Grinder, and like that's two solid hours of comedy. Like those are all that's... really, really Fox's Tuesday night lineups of comedy have just been unbelievable. Right, I was gonna say like that. That is very strong for a comedy lineup, especially for Fox, who typically, um, usually their dramas aren't up to par, but. Comedy wise, it seems like they're really on a good track. They they really have been lately. I kind of I I'm really impressed with them. Like even when they had the Mindy Project and um, that was paired with New Girl and then Ben and Kate, which only got one season, but I thought was hysterical. Like they've had some really good comedies and they've actually been giving them a chance for the most part. But. Mm-hmm. Right. New Girl, um, which I know I have a lot of friends here at Malone who have watched it, but I've never watched it myself. Have you watched New Girl at all? I stopped watching in the middle of the, um, or towards the end of the third season. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but I guess because there was just more, more on TV that I was interested in, and... And so I, I, I guess I stopped caring as much. So I guess mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't enjoying it. I, I should amend that. But it's, it's yeah. the, first, the first two seasons are absolutely phenomenal. And the third season's really funny, too. It just wasn't as good. And then I don't know about the fourth season, and I think the fifth season is what's, what's currently on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I'm it's, glad it's to incredible. see that. I'm I'm glad to see that Fox is stepping up because CBS had was probably the king of comedy for a really long period of time because they've had How I Met Your Mother. They had the they still have the Big Bang Theory. Uh, I'm really glad to see that changing because yeah. after How I Met Your Mother, like I just don't watch CBS that much. I don't think the Big Bang Theory is that funny. That's that's just it. Like I was gonna say, like you say they're the king of comedy, and I know that you mean that more so from like a rating standpoint because right. that is the case but as far as like actual good comedy they really don't have much like two and a half men is a horrific show and uh-huh. and the big bang theory i mean it's it's got its moments but it's so just it's so cheesy and mm-hmm. like how i met your mother was really the only interesting comedy that they had because the the characters were were truly fantastic and and enjoyable and i don't know the just the evolution of 
of how they all kind of went along was was really enjoyable to see and 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 it always felt like you were going towards something too with like trying to find out who the mother was so i right that was that was like their their best comedy in my opinion right i'll say with big bang theory they have a laugh track which we've both already said we both hate yes um i've i've watched a few clips just of of big bang theory on youtube without the laugh track and like it's not funny at all i i believe it (laughs) right um i don't know i've never sat down and like watched it through or anything so don't take my word for it for me hating on big bang theory but i don't know it's i've never i've just i've watched a few episodes i've never just been a fan of it it's i don't know i've watched i've watched um three and a half seasons worth so i feel like like my my word means something in regards to not enjoying it that much and mm-hmm. and the fact that i watched three three and a half seasons tells you that it's at least worth watching somewhat but it's mm-hmm. just i don't know i think that was around the point where i realized this feels kind of like the same thing but right which that's what a lot of those like laugh track sitcoms um usually end up being uh but speaking of networks and and king of comedy i would argue that nbc has been the better king of comedy for a long time with the office parks and rec and community compared to cbs who had their big three would have been two and a half men big bang theory how much your mother i'm totally on the nbc side of things and i'm sure you would be too right nbc nbc was the for me as far as like enjoyable comedy mm-hmm. it might, may, may not have been ratings but as far as enjoyable clever comedy it was nbc um for a really long time and then i feel like late like when parks and rec went off the air right um which i'm glad that got seven seasons um once parks and rec went off the air i feel like it's it, they they haven't really found their big hit since then and maybe that's just because i haven't paid attention and maybe it's because the only nbc show that i watch is blacklist i don't know and we're not we're not gonna ball wash james spader again on this podcast no we're not snip that in the bud now um Uh but i i think that the best comedies on tv um as far as basic cable are concerned are probably it's probably um probably fox right now right anyways right and and i'm glad to see that i'm not a huge fan of cbs in general um my interest in cbs died once how i met your mother um ended its final season and the only reason i'll tune into cbs is if there's a sporting event on it other than that i don't tune into cbs too much um it just feels like all their shows are watered down it's just like, right. hey, let's take something interesting and dumb it down a little bit. But that's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's just me. I'm sure in, in 15 years I won't care nearly as much as I do now, and I'll just be mm-hmm. content to watch you know, the 28th season of, of CSI Miami or something like that. So. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe maybe Big Bang Theory will be in its like 39th season yeah. and still winning them in modern family are still going to be duking it out for best comedy at the emmys or something like that yeah which is absolutely absurd like 
I mean, I'm not saying either show isn't funny, but come on. Like, you can't tell me, like, they're still as funny as they were in their first few seasons. That never happens. And the, or, or even if they could remain as funny, but that something fresh and new hasn't come across, uh, like, along and, and been uh-huh. funnier at, at more consistently. I, I don't Yeah. Right. That's, well, I, I like to make this comparison. Um, they always talk about in sports, especially the NBA MVP race in particular, usually ends up being a popularity contest. So, yeah. like, if Steph Curry wins it this year again, no matter what he does next year, he probably won't win the MVP. Mm-hmm. The Emmys is the complete opposite. They'll just keep riding. Like, they would have given LeBron seven MVPs in a row at this point if it were the same people making the decisions. It's true. Although right. that's... That this year, if anyone actually, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna present this option. The MVP is Steph Curry. We don't have. Oh, to, absolutely. We don't have to play the rest of the season. We don't have. It doesn't matter. It. I. I was listening to uh, Bill Simmons' podcast today, and he said this was one of his ones from last week. But he said that. Steph Curry could get hit by a bus today, and he'd be the MVP the, for this season. And he's right. Like that dude yeah. is he's he's like absolutely like top tier, unbelievable, just pantheon level basketball right now. Nobody can touch him. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy. And I don't I don't want us to ball wash Steph Curry either because everybody's done that. <laughs> but we're on the subject, so it had to be said. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I'll just say this. What he's doing has never been done before. No. He's got like 33 points a game. He's making like five threes a game. His PR is historical. His entire season is historical. And I honestly hope it keeps up because this is once in a lifetime stuff. And I don't, people should not be hating Steph Curry because he's that good. They should be enjoying what he's doing because we're probably never going to see it happen again. It's true. And I can't wait for the Cavs to beat them in the finals. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. Actually, I I'm a little skeptical so far, but um, I heard, hopefully, yeah. I heard this on the on the Bill Simmons podcast also, and and I have to I have to repeat it because it's absolutely incredible how well this lines up. But you know that the record for for NBA, like for the NBA, most wins in a row is thirty three. Lakers 72. Exactly. Okay. Guess which game would help if they won it would tie that record. Oh, um and it wouldn't be the Lakers, would it? No, it would not. It would be the Cavs on Christmas Day. Oh my gosh. If they win that game, they tie the NBA record for wins <laughs> in a row. Regular season wins in a row. Oh my gosh. If that it, happens, like I don't care what I'm doing, I'm watching that game I'm, because I'm watching it anyways because I think that's oh, the yeah. game where Shump and Kyrie make their first appearances of the season. But I'd like to think I'd like to think Kyrie will make an appearance before that. Shump it'll probably be that, but I mean if if that is the case, if the Warriors are still undefeated by then, and that is to tie the record, like everyone is going to be watching. That's going to be oh, yeah. incredible. Like I was, I was looking at the slate of games on on Christmas Day for the NBA, and it's ridiculously good. But none of them 
beat that game. I mean, that I think that's the middle of the afternoon game. And, oh, perfect. And it's it's just absolutely – well, now I have to bring this up because um, because I'm interested in it. And, yeah, it's – okay, so let's see here. The, the first game – and it is, by the way. I, I was right. It's the middle of the day. First game of the day is at noon, and it's New Orleans at Miami, which could be decent. Ugh. Um, I mean, it could be, but New Orleans is not very yeah, good this year. Yeah, I granted, we just lost to them, but that, that one was done on potential. Um, Two thirty is Chicago at OKC. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, five o'clock is our is Cavs Warriors. It's in Oakland though, which worries me Ooh. tremendously. Uh, uh, yeah, eight o'clock is the the Battle of Texas, San Antonio at Houston. And, Ooh. and then 10.30 at night, it is the Battle of Los Angeles, Clips, Lakers. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that's a game. I, I, and a featured game, no less. Like, that uh, is a – that's – that that is – that one is, is solely because it's L.A. versus the, the L.A. Lakers. Like, that's – Right. That's it. Well, even it's the Lakers. Um, the Lakers always play on Christmas Day. It's pretty much how Detroit – and Dallas always play on Thanksgiving. L.A. always plays on Christmas, no that's matter true. how bad they are. Yeah. So, I, I feel yeah, like that's Chicago a killer Christmas lineup. Too. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like Chicago always plays on on Christmas too. But uh, maybe I'd have to I'd have to check that out. I'm not. I think lately, yes. Um, it's it's basically all the good teams, all the teams who potentially could win a title, and then the Lakers. Yeah. And New Orleans. And, and New Orleans. Well, I think a lot of people thought they might be title contenders because Anthony, Anthony Davis is in his – like, historically, this should be, like, his super breakout year where he averages, like, 30 and 15 or something, um, which probably won't happen. Isn't no. going to happen, in fact. But uh, that's what they were thinking with that one, I would guess. Yeah, and, and I'm not surprised. I mean, he was due. He looked like he was, he was flipping that switch last year, and it just – it hasn't carried over, but I think it's in due in part to um, just they they cannot get a healthy lineup consistently on the floor, and mm-hmm. it's hurting them as just as a team developing. And, but right. I mean, the same thing is happening for the Cavs right now. It, well, that was the initial excuse. Now it just looks like everybody but LeBron and Delhi are disinterested. <laughs> Delhi. But oh man. Yeah. Um the Cavs. Oof, they've had they've had a couple of bad losses. I know LeBron didn't play against Miami, but we got smoked against them. Um granted I'm not worried because last year this was they were even worse and they ended up coming back. So I'm yeah, that, I'm that's what I'm I at this point I'll go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, at this point, and I've said this in a previous co- podcast with Ben, I'm just waiting for Kyrie to come back. I need I need a dose of Kyrie. I just miss him. Yeah, I mean, look, the, last year we were 19 and 20. And mm-hmm. we're 13 and 7 right now. We're first in the Eastern Conference. Last year we were 19 and 20, and we, I mean, we were like a 7 seed. We just looked. Yeah, right. We did not look like a team that knew what it was doing, and then all of a sudden, a trade happens, and we're just 
on fire. And yeah, so I, I don't, I don't think we're gonna. I, I don't think we're going to mess with the team this year. Like, this is the team that is going to go to the finals if they're going to make it yeah. to the finals. Like, I can't see us trading a single person at right. at the deadline. This is our team. We're, we're, we're riding out the storm. And right. I don't know. And I see it as this way. Um, a lot of people – so the two biggest contenders in the East would probably be Chicago and Miami at this point uh, if anyone were to knock off Cleveland somehow. Yeah. Uh, but in in my views, um, I, I think Bill Simmons writes about it in his book of basketball. Um, but when it comes to playoff series, mm-hmm. if if two teams are playing each other and they have relatively equal talent on both sides, ninety five percent of the time, the team with the better player is going to win. Yeah. And Cavs have LeBron. Yeah. And it he showed last year even without like you take LeBron away from the playoff team last year like Atlanta, Chicago, Golden State, they all have better lineups without a doubt. But yeah. we had LeBron and we still made it to the finals and won two games. Yeah. So, based on that alone, I can't see Cleveland losing to any team before the finals. Granted, we're Cleveland, so who knows, but just from a logic standpoint, Cleveland should have no problem getting to the finals. Yeah, and that's that's just what I keep thinking about is, yeah, well, we may not look that great right now, but we're still first in the Eastern Conference, and mm-hmm. all it's it's the Spurs used to pull this crap all the time and still do. Right, they still do. Right, and I mean, I you were just waiting, just wait about January, February. Cleveland's gonna hit a nice like. 12 to 15 game winning streak will be first in the east by like five games or so it'll it'll all pan out i'm sure yeah we've got i'm looking at the Cavs schedule right now they've got a stretch in january from january 6th to the 15th where they have six straight road games at washington at minnesota at philly at dallas at san antonio at houston and then they've got Golden State at home. That's in, from the 6th to the 18th. That's six road games. And then at home against Golden State. That's going to mm. be an incredibly brutal stretch as you've got seven games in 12 days, six of them on the road. Um, and and San Antonio and Houston, by the way, are on back-to-back nights. So mm-hmm. I think once we get past that stretch we're going to be in cruise control because everybody should be back by then, assuming everybody mm-hmm. is still healthy. Once we get through that stretch, we get through a big showdown with Golden State on the 18th. Then it's Brooklyn at home against the Clippers, at home against the Bulls, and at home against Minnesota. If we can take care of business in those games, which I think the Clippers are probably going to be the main issue there, assuming they aren't whining all over everybody Um, (laughs) and if they figured it out by then yeah i think i think that that road game stretch with golden state at home at the end that's the most that's the most difficult part of our schedule then it's basically three and a half months of all right just cruise and get to the Mm -hmm. get to the playoffs in a good seed that's right but 
Right. My main thing right now, I just want to see Kyrie back. I miss watching him break down some guy and going to the rim and getting a sick and one or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Until then, it's hard for me to get excited for Cavs games. Once Kyrie gets back, I'll I'll definitely be tuning into everyone I can. Um, I know. So, I miss watching right. him score so much. I know. I miss. I want to see like another fifty-seven point outburst from him this season, or something ridiculous like that. That's still. I'm. I'm still so thrilled. Like, I got to see, in person last year, the fifty-five point game against Portland. That went. And, uh-huh. and I, heard, I heard you guys talking about it on, on a pod. I think it was on the third podcast. Was where you mentioned it, and, and I was just, as I was listening to it i was just like i was there i was there (laughs) you were there that game was so he just he was unbelievable he nothing every shot that he put up like in after like the middle part of the second quarter you realize this guy's not gonna miss much tonight and he just Mm -hmm. kept putting it in the basket and it was it was phenomenal to watch Mm mm-hmm yeah, that that was a great game. Uh, probably the best of the season, to be completely honest. Well, not best of the season. San Antonio was pretty good. Um, that was the best individual best. performance. Yeah, that was the best. Maybe the best home game of the season. And right. But yeah, the best. My favorite game of the season, without question, was that San Antonio game. Like nothing in the mm-hmm. playoffs was more fun. None of the Golden State games, the Bulls games. None of those games were as fun to me as the as the uh, San Antonio game. Right. The point the point I was going to get at, LeBron wasn't playing in that game. It was Kyrie basically versus the world. He had 55 of like 95 or something stupid like that. Like it was just redonkulous. 55 of 99 cuz I think 55 the fi- 99. I think the final score was 99 to 95 or 99 to 97 or something like that. It was I think it was uh, I forget. Were they tied when he hit that game, that go ahead three, or were they down one or two or something? It was, I think they were tied. It was, if I recall, it was ninety. It was ninety four to ni- It was either ninety two to ninety two or ninety four to ninety four, because he hit that, and then hit two free throws after that. Ah, because, right. Because that three got him to to 53 mm-hmm. and and then he had two free throws to give him 55 um, right yeah so i do remember that now i'm pretty sure that's that was what it, it was it was something very close to that but yeah something like that yeah so okay why let's let's wrap up the the Cavs That's, talk then uh this is what happens when we go off the cuff it's like we we're gonna talk about star wars battlefront and we're almost we're almost 30 minutes in and haven't touched on it once <laughs> right right now i was actually i was hoping to talk to you a little bit about the batman vs superman trailer but maybe we can save that for the end then <laughs> yeah that that can be a that can be a wrap-up thing a, a quick hot take or something like that yeah well yeah <laughs> We'll save that for the end. So stay tuned about the hour mark. We'll probably talk a little bit yes. Batman vs Superman trailer. Anyways, Battlefront, you've had it for week and a half or so now. I'm sure you've played it a lot. I've gotten to play it just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but your take on Battlefront? Well, I I got it. I think it came out on what like the 
18th or something like that and i, I got think it, that sounds right i i got it like t- two or three days later and then i i got <laughs> i wasn't actually able to play it for two days so basically i just had to sit and look at it and in, in its in its case for two days like mm, eventually and mm. and so as soon as i was able to finally play it i just i jumped right into blast and and that was basically how i like i didn't even go to any of the other modes i just wanted to play the deathmatch first just to see what maps there were if if anything had really changed from the from the uh from the beta and mm-hmm. and i just all, all of a sudden it was like i i don't think i waited until i was done with the end of the first map before i texted you and ben and it was just like guys it's happening and <laughs> and just just out of pure excitement because i was just so happy to finally be playing a new battlefront game and mm. it it goes back to like what we had originally discussed when we were playing the beta is that yeah there could be there could be a single player mode and yeah it's it's ridiculous that ea continues to nickel and dime with with new maps and new modes that really should have just been in the game to begin with um but the truth of the matter is i've never had this much fun playing a star wars game i've never felt closer to the star wars universe than i do playing this game and holy crap does the game look good i mean it's it's the i think i don't really gush about graphics because Honestly, I'd rather have fun playing a game than have fun looking at a game. But to me, this is the best-looking game I've ever seen. It just it's so good-looking. And mm-hmm. I I've had a ton of of fun with it so far. I I was actually I told you earlier today that I was going to um play some to to uh do prep work for the for the podcast. <laughs> And I proceeded to have three of my worst games since I've owned it. I went like, I, I played Blast and I went like two and nine, uh, eight and 15. And um, I forget what my third game was, but just horrific kill, uh, kill to death ratios. Like I, I was basically at 0.5 KDs and it was just, it was bad, but Mm-hmm. It didn't matter because I, I'm just I'm still having fun with it, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. So you said you it's the most fun you've had playing a Star Wars game. So that means you like it better than the first two Battlefronts. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'll go there. I really like <laughs> you will go there, but I, I think. It's just the element of of playing against against more people. Like, right. I know that 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 online was an option with the original Battlefronts, but I didn't have that, so mm-hmm. I just had to make do with with split screen and and single player. And now mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of different options of multiplayer games, and they're all fun. Right. That's the one thing, because um, one of the biggest 
like uh i don't know points of speculation that a lot of people had was that there weren't going to be a, like a ton of maps or i guess planets um and yeah. there's not they have a lot coming with dlc um but the way they make up for it they have so many different modes you can play in and they are all really fun mhm yeah and, and um you know, you can play as you can play as heroes. Um, I guess my biggest gripe would be that they didn't uh, end up making it for, uh, or I should say, they didn't include the Clone Wars in it, which the other two Battlefronts did. Um, yeah. But you know, if they had to make one, you got to make the Galactic Civil War. That's the original. That's what most people want to see, and they put all of their efforts into it. They made a beautiful game tons of game modes i haven't like there isn't a game mode that i played that i haven't liked all of them are so much fun to play and yeah i mean it's it's an insanely fun uh just just a great multiplayer experience like you i never played a battlefront online before and it's so much fun being able to share it with other people across the world like you would with most games now yeah which um what modes have you played so far that you can, I mean, that you can, like, I'm sure you've played Blast, and yeah. and I'm I'm assuming Heroes versus Villains. Right, well. who who wouldn't, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, I've played Blast, I've played the Walker Assault on Hoth, I believe. Oh, yeah. I don't know, do they do that? Do they do that on other maps at all? Yeah, um, Walker do Assault, they? there's, um, there's Hoth, there's Solist, and, um... I want to say, I think Tatooine is actually one as well, but I could be wrong, because I know mm-hmm. that I played it on a third map, but I know that the main two that I've ever been a part of are Hoth and Sullust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, so I played Walker Assault. I played a little bit of Rogue Squadron. Um, it was it was kind of laggy, but the little bit I did play was insanely fun. Yeah, Fighter Squadron, whatever you call it, Rogue, Rogue, Squadron, Rogue Squadron, Squadron, the the GameCube <laughs> for yeah. the GameCube, right? <laughs> uh, also a great game, but yeah. yeah, you know the the areas that they did um, that they that they did uh, put a real concentration into work really well. Yeah. Um, the card based system I was a little skeptical about, but that works out great as well. Um, yeah, I I just my biggest complaint is that they didn't give you the full game because there's so much DLC coming out, which I hate. Yeah, with five packs, but like, like an, that's in, insane. Five five packs of DLC were announced basically before the game was released, and it's like, right. really, five just just five put them packs. in. Ugh. Ugh. It's, it's yeah, and and I think uh, in my I, I don't know it's they. That's it's so frustrating that that they knew that that many map packs were going to come out. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't include those in the game and then just like kind of make more. Like right because uh, I don't know it. Yeah, which which brings me to my to my complaints about this game um as much as i do love it and all the modes are very playable i do have a few gripes about it um mm-hmm. as i would with any game the first and foremost um ea made this game which ea 
just is notorious in my mind for just ignoring the little things that they could have put in easily, but they're just like, eh, nah, we we don't need to do that. Like, yeah. just just put them in. You know, one of the one of the ones that immediately comes to mind for me, and they did this on Battlefront Two, is like they adjusted luke skywalker's appearance to where he was fighting so like on battlefront 2 if you took luke and put him on hoth he was in he had his blue lightsaber and he had his rebel pilot um gear on Mm -hmm. which made it feel more movie like um compared to if you put him pretty much anywhere else he was in his all black and green lightsaber from return of the jedi you know and yeah. I mean, it's not a big deal that they didn't include that, but I mean, is it really that hard to to make an adjustment like that? I mean, come on, like just little stuff like that. EA just left out. Um, do you have any gripes similar to that? That would be one of my biggest ones. I don't know if this is necessarily on EA or if it's on our on our end, but mm-hmm. I mean, I've played this game at, at my house. And I played this game at your house, and your internet is way better than mine. And yet yeah, this I have is true. lagged pretty bad in both locations. And so uh-huh. I don't know if if their servers just aren't that good, or if if on both my end and on your end our internet just isn't good enough. Which I would again believe at my house. Don't believe it at your place. So right, because we we've recently upgraded our internet. There were some problems with it at first, but as far as I know, the past like year and a half or so, it's been more than adequate. Yeah. Um, when I download stuff off of our internet, it's quick, it's faster, it's almost as fast as here at Malone, um, which you know we have our gripes about Malone's internet, but <laughs> bottom line, it's the best internet I've ever had. Yeah. Completely. And the fact that ours at home can rival that, it's not better, but it's pretty close. Like, I should be able to play Battlefront without lagging too much. So I would think that it's the servers, but I mean I don't know for sure. Yeah, and and that's why like I, I hesitate to blame EA for for the servers because there's no way of knowing for sure that it is on their end. But I feel like there has to be something on their end that's that's causing it because it's very it's very incon and, and maybe it could be the host too. I don't know. Um, maybe. Yeah. But- there you never know you never quite know with uh with, with server stuff. Um unless you have a launch that's as bad as Halo, the Master Chief collection, which no one could play in matchmaking at all. Um maybe something similar is happening. Or whatnot. Um, but back to my back to my problems with the game, and there are few, um, mm-hmm. and they're they they may be ticky tacky or whatever. My my probably biggest one gameplay wise would be it it's absolutely beautiful, but the terrain is really hard to like move through. I guess. Yeah. Like there, it's it, there's some the times. the physics of it are kind of messed up. Like there's some places I'll jump and I would think, oh, I can, I should be able to jump this and I can't make it. Or simply like there's this little hill that I try to walk up and I I go to walk up it and I can't get up it. Like you're telling me a stormtrooper can't get up that. And Endor is maybe the most Jekyll and Hyde map in the entire game, specifically the um the crash site. 
because that, right. that is, to me, the absolute overall best-looking map in the entire game. And it mm-hmm. also has the most instances of that for me because of like the, the roots of the trees. Because they're so realistic in that they're, you know, grooved and um, there's like little alcoves or like, I don't know what else to call them. Like in between each little um, base of the tree and you have to jump over every one of them or just go way out around because it's like it has you tripping over the roots of the tree or something like that. And like, th- that's, yeah, it, that's that's an almost ridiculous amount of realism. It's like, OK, it's a, it's a video game. I don't need to be tripping over the roots of this tree. Let me at least <laughs> exactly. walk over some of this like a normal person would like I, I don't know. There's. There's a there's a few collision detection things on Endor that just are annoying, and it's like mm-hmm. this this should just be able to be walked over. I don't need to jump over everything. Right. It the the physics are like to be completely honest, they're kind of marshmallowy. Like uh, it reminds me of the first Halo. Like those those um, the physics in that like you could squeeze through places if you like work the sticks enough and mm-hmm. some terrains you couldn't jump only only this has a lot better graphics but yeah very like yeah. marshmallowy physics that i wish would be corrected i don't know if they can patch it or anything like that but that that would be my my biggest problem gameplay wise um and, i mean the other the fact that we have so much dlc is probably uh probably more top on my list too but in addition to all that i have never felt more like i'm in the star wars universe than when i'm playing battlefront other than watching a movie itself like if if you want to feel like you're in the movie or if you're just in the star wars universe you want to play battlefront because you just feel like you're a part of it yeah and and it, it really you really do like i i just it's so much fun to play like it ultimately it makes all of these little nitpicks and gripes it, it they're just that they're they're nitpicky mm-hmm. like nothing there's no truly substantial problems to me with this game outside of there being no single player mode which really i probably in, in a game like this like depending on on how unless it's something like knights of the old republic or whatever like I, I probably wouldn't play it because the, there's so many multiplayer options. I'd just, I'd rather play that. Like I, sure I would play a Star Wars story game, but mm-hmm. in in Battlefront the the purpose was always, I you were basically doing what Blast is, in mm-hmm. in a story mode, in a single player mode. That's really what the story mode was in in um galactic conquest in the originals it was just right blast without other people that's it right well and i would i would have appreciated if there was something like in battlefront 2 they had that rise of the empire storyline that you could kind of play through it was kind of the story mode um kind of the transition from the clone wars to uh the empire and the clones 
uh, your plan is like the 501st Legion and that. That would have been cool, yeah. uh, but it's not necessary. I mean, this is a multiplayer game first and foremost, uh, and as far as that goes, they hit it out of the park because you feel like you're right in the universe. Um, there's so many different things you can get different weapons and the jump pack is probably my favorite addition being able to just hop around on the map is just one of the funnest things i think i've ever experienced i think i think my favorite thing in in star wars battlefront is the pickup that i almost never get and that is the orbital strike i oh yes i feel so freaking powerful when i have an orbital strike it's just it's such a powerful weapon and and you seriously you never i i never get them it, it i always get the stupid card refresh or whatever it's yeah so frustrating because like i want a power up with meaning <laughs> exactly um the survival mode which we played a, a locally for i don't know two or three times or whatever yeah when the internet was kind of crapping out was very fun. The you know your co-op. It's two rebels trying to escape the empire. Um, I had a blast playing survival mode, and I know you did too. Yeah, no, I that that is definitely fun, and I want to play that again when we have better working internet because that was a a lot of fun, and I, I really feel like that that should be something that gets opened up in. They need to. Uh, is that a four-player mode or is that just a two-player right now? A four-player survival. Yeah. Um, I would think it's just two-player, but I mean, I I wouldn't quote me on that. I've barely played the game, but I I would think it's just a two-player. Um, I don't know. Can you play survival online? I I guess technically you could, cause well, there's no system linking. Yeah, that's technically what we did on the same internet, and it was still lagging. Hmm. I, I, looking so. at the box right now, it just says um, Xbox One, Players One, Co-op Two. That's really all it shows. So it doesn't right. look like like it's um, it's actually a four-player mode, which kind of stinks. But oh, right. Well. Well, I th- I think it'd be awesome if they'd make if they'd make a a type of survival where you can have like eight players playing and you're all trying to survive just monstrous waves of empire that are being thrown at you. I think that'd be really fun. I know. I I'd I'd love it if like this would be one where they could take the page out of like Left for Dead Two, like Left for mm-hmm. Dead Two's book, and, and what they did was they just had the um. They had survival mode in that as well, and that was a four-player co-op game. Um, and that one, it there were no, there was no countdown. It was just endless waves until you were dead. That was it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I didn't, I didn't play Gears, Gears of War two or three. So was that, was that how Horde mode was, or was Horde? Mode, yeah. Or. D- were there um, like a number of a specific number of waves, or was it just unlimited until you died? I'm I'm not sure. I think you could do both. Um, I never I never got into Horde a whole lot, um, but I have played several games where it is fun. Um, you know, Halo has Firefight, which 
the original firefight that they made, it was on Halo 3 ODST, and that was, uh, that was basically until you die. There were certain places, like, you'd have to get to. Um, mm-hmm. the, the funnest version of the, like, survival mode that I think I've ever played, and I hate that I'm saying this, but it was Call of Duty World at War, where they first introduced Nazi zombies. Uh, that was insanely fun. Well, to be fair, World at War was probably the last, like, really great Call of Duty game. Since then, I would argue, I would say, I would say it was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Um, if, <laughs> if you would have taken Nazi Zombies from World at War and just thrown it into Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare would be, like, Pantheon level. Oh, yeah. Um, other than Nazi, other than Nazi Zombies, I don't think World at War was that great because there had already been so many World War II games. It feel like they had just ran that genre dry. That was, that was one, though, like, it, it's, it actually had, it was the first, like, epically produced Call of Duty World right. War Two story, because, like, all the ones before it were just kind of like, eh, whatever, like, it's a story, yeah. it's, it's in World War Two hooray. And then Modern Warfare happened, and, and everyone's like, oh, Call of Duty can tell a story in their story mode, and have it mean something. And mm-hmm. and so World at War kind of did that, and then they happened to throw Nazi zombies in there too, and it was tremendous. And then after it's that, great. it was like, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops, yeah, and Ghost. and then after after World at War, it was basically okay. We're gonna come out with sixty dollar DLC packs every single year for this one game we made ten years ago. Yeah. And that is where Call of Duty is now, and it's terrible. That's where they kind of jumped the shark. I know, like I, I um, there's a, there's a bunch of sales around Black Friday, and and I got a decent amount of game. Like I got a bunch of new games that, like, are, are the only reason, and none of them are really cutting too much into my Battlefront time. But I got like Dying Light, I got GTA Five, I got Rare Replay and uh shadow of mordor and um and call of duty like advanced warfare was was really cheap and black ops 3 was actually surprisingly cheap as well for a game that just recently came out and i had mm-hmm. no interest in either of them i was just like, i don't i haven't cared about this series since modern warfare 2 and right and that was and you shouldn't have yeah, when Modern Warfare Two was the game that made me realize, oh, so this this just isn't fun anymore, and yeah, and exactly. So, so I guess like I cared about that game, and I stopped caring at that game too. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's right. It, the the for me just completely jumped the shark. Yeah, for me, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four was. Very entertaining for about a month and a half, and then it ran me dry. And after that, like, I just have no desire to play Call of Duty anymore. Um, I didn't even touch Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops or whatever the crap they came out with after that. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I think I'm widely known as a Call of Duty hater, so once again, don't always yeah. take it for my <laughs> word. But Call of Duty, it's just... They're, they're just releasing an expansion pack every single year. The graphics may be slightly better. There might be one more gadget you can use. But let's be honest, it's exactly the same thing. I, 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 I haven't played since 
Modern Warfare 2. Like, I haven't played any of the Black Ops games. I haven't played... I didn't play Modern Warfare 3. I didn't play Advanced Warfare. I didn't play Ghosts. Like, I, mm-hmm. I seriously haven't played since since Modern Warfare 2. I don't... Is there one... You're not missing games? anything. Like, I'm yeah, telling you. I, I didn't anticipate that I was. I just... There's just better options. And... Mm-hmm. And... I... I know there's a lot of games and a lot of um, series that are just like, all right, well, it's next year. It's time to crank it. Like, Battlefield did that. And um, I was really worried for a, for a moment that Bioshock was going to become that. And I'm really mm-hmm. glad they didn't. And um, Assassin's Creed is that way. And Oh, don't get me started on Assassin's Creed. It's just... It's... It, I don't know. There's just not a whole lot of of original games, and uh-huh. even, even ones that are in series. Like every now and then, they're like, if if you're gonna be a series, at least be like Fallout or Grand Theft Auto, where it's like, yeah, you may be in the fourth or fifth installment or whatever it is, but you always take your time, and it's always worth it. Like it's right. Um, even like I, I downloaded and I haven't played it yet. Uh, even though I heard that it was really good, but the most recently released Tomb Raider, like I downloaded the definitive edition, which was the first game that was, uh, first Tomb Raider game released on Xbox one. And apparently this new one rise of Tomb Raider, whatever is supposed to be unbelievably great. And the problem was they released it right on the same day as Fallout 4 and like a week or two oh. before Battlefront. It's like terrible timing. Yeah, no kidding. <coughs> so, I don't know. I'm really interested in playing that too because even though it's part of a part of a series, mm-hmm. it's like they're at least trying stuff. And right. so, I don't know. Yeah. I'm you know... I've I've never played a Tomb Raider game, but I've always wanted to. Like, I just the character Lara Croft like seems like a really fun character to be. This BA chick who you know, kind of like an, a woman version of Indiana Jones, but more violent. You take on all yeah. all sorts of stuff. I really like that. I like what you were saying though. You know, like GTA. Um, I'm sure there. I I know you named a few others that I'm blanking on right now, but you know they only come out with like one game every like eight years or something. But every time they release one, it's legendary. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you know, Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, the two video game franchises I hate most, like they're just they're pretty much the same thing. They don't really expand on it. They might add one new thing like your character can do or a new gadget or whatever, but the the bottom line is this is it's just an expansion pack. Um, mm-hmm. I know I I will defend the Assassin's Creed game. Assassin's Creed Two through Assassin's Creed Revelation were all really good games and really fun. They continued kind of the same storyline, but in essence, they were pretty much all the same thing. It was just the story that you were playing for. And then once the story gave out, they moved to Assassin's Creed 3, and it was significantly worse than the previous installments. And then after that, mm-hmm. I, like, I just have no interest. Plus, the story is just... 
it's like a bad sitcom. It's just stretching everything out. All right, not a bad sitcom. I should say a, a network drama. It just stretches everything out and sees how long it can go to get yeah. viewers and, and buyers and everything. So, yeah, that's that's. I don't like video game companies that do that. And Halo is kind of on that path right now. I um, was just going to say, like, you, yeah, you really I, like Halo but i feel kind of like they're doing the same thing or like a, they a are way to the same thing they're beginning to but but a few things in defense of halo first of all they're more on a on a um on a once every 2 years like every other year type of schedule yeah they have never they've never done a one year after another which is good um but at the same time, like Halo Five, I've played. I played multiplayer a little bit after it came out. I'm waiting to play the campaign until I have more time. But like, I don't know. It's it's already kind of old to me. Like I know a lot of people like it. A lot of people play it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's it's just like any other video game, really. It, I don't think it's anything special. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I don't like where the where the face of video games is going with all these yearly ones. Um. You know, sports games. I get it because you want to have yeah. one for each season. But yeah, you know, Call totally of Duty, different. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but like Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Halo. You name it. Like, take your time. Take two or three years to to release your new game and make it awesome and yeah. legendary instead of just like the same thing year after year. Yeah. Look, all I know is that if you are, if there are any games that interest you right now, and, and this is obviously, as soon as I say this, it's going to be completely dated, but (laughs) of course this week, it's December today. We're recording this on December 7th, this Uh week, December 6th through the 12th, Best Buy has buy one, get one, or buy two, get one free on all Xbox One games. I think with, like, two or three exceptions, unfortunately, Battlefront in some stores is one of them. I don't know why it's not Uh, company-wide, but even still, uh like, that's a very quick way to catch up on a bunch of games and try Mm -hmm. and and even, like, take, take risks on games that, like, you wouldn't think of normally getting. It's like, hey, I'll get these two and... And maybe like jump on this one for free because like I was I was looking through last night like like what what sounds good for on the cheap and yeah, yeah and and it's like all the cheap games right now are like the Lego games and that's another franchise that like yeah the Lego games are funny but it's the same crap it's the same thing yeah. like I I I haven't wanted to play a Lego game really at all since like Lego Star Wars two. Like, I don't... I, I'll one-up you. I haven't wanted to play a Lego game since the first Lego Star Wars. After that, I'm like, eh, I get it. It's yeah. it's the same thing, just, you know, the gameplay doesn't change at all. Even, like, Lego Batman, Lego Harry Potter, all these Lego games, Yeah. they're the same concept. Like, your characters do different things, but it's you, you got to build stuff to get to your objective. Um, eventually, you fight a boss or two who... Like and and it's not like you lose lives or anything. Like you die, okay. I'll just mm-hmm. pick it up and keep going throughout the level. Yeah, I know Lego. So. Um, Lego Marvel was was open world, and that was just that was my nightmare. 
was was, <laughs> was an open world Lego game, and which which doesn't make any sense. You'd think that would be a total blast, but I was. It just, sounds like it should be. I I just I I was so lost and so turned off to it so quickly. I I just I didn't care, and and I think it was mostly because I was just sick of Lego games, but. It was it was open world and it's just I did, I no I I don't want to play yeah. this anymore, and so yeah, uh, that so that's another that's another franchise that like needs needs to take a a little bit of time off, but it won't because they sell really well with, exactly buy it and they'll make a ton of money yeah which uh, if if I'm gonna be happy that one thing is making money it's gonna be Legos I'd rather Legos make a bunch of money than Call of Duty. Or yeah. Battlefield or, or Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, Real quickly before we go now, let's talk about the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Yeah, uh, it just came perfectly out. talking about Marvel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Marvel has been just destroying DC with their film universe. DC's trying to counter. Mm-hmm. Batman vs. Superman just released a trailer, and they spoiled the whole movie for us. Doomsday yes, gets created. Um, somehow, with Zod's remains, they're able to make Doomsday, who... Uh, I mean, apparently he has all Superman's powers now, which I don't believe are in the comics. Um, and it's created by evil Mark Zuckerberg, Lex Luthor. So how mm-hmm. do you feel about this trailer, Tyler? Does it make you excited? Um, I was way, way, way into this movie after the first trailer. I was so, oh, so was I. So pumped for this movie after the first trailer, and then I so watched was I. this one. And I don't, I really don't care about uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Like I, I, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I do feel like it's gonna be Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luke Luthor and not Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor. But that's just me. <laughs> Like having seen enough of his performances to feel like, yeah, I don't feel like we're getting anything new here. But mm-hmm. no, my issue with it was just like the last minute where it's like all of a sudden, oh, there's Doomsday. Oh, there's Wonder Woman. Oh, well, okay. I guess that fight really didn't last long. And now we're here. And yeah. there's just no, there's no anticipation for it now for me like i just i don't care like all well i was whitewashed completely whitewashed of my excitement for this movie and now i just don't give it i don't care i'm in i'm in completely the same boat um i could probably tell you most of the plot line just by watching this last trailer um so, actually, let's go over a quick summary for it. So, Bruce Wayne comes to Metropolis. He he was there when Zod and Superman destroyed the thing. Him and Superman obviously don't like each other. It's mm-hmm. going to lead them to to fighting and, and whatnot. They'll have their duel or whatever. They might have more than one, possibly. I don't even know. Um, eventually, Lex Luthor unleashes Doomsday, and they decide, oh, let's work together. Wonder Woman somehow gets thrown into this mix somehow. They defeat Doomsday. They become the Justice League. Story over. Yeah. And, the and birth, obviously the that's watered down, but, uh, I mean, tell me tell me something different is going to happen. No, nothing different is going to happen. That's exactly 
how it's going to go. Like, mm. I, I can I can foresee maybe, like, there's going to be a bunch of cool instances that are going to make the movie worth seeing because yes. there's going to be a lot of neat action set pieces because that's just how Zack Snyder is. But as far as, like, that was what made The Dark Knight the perfect movie because mm-hmm. you you knew what was coming but you didn't know how and right and now i feel like we know exactly what's coming and how and i don't know that may and maybe we'll be wrong and and you know mm. i doubt it but i just yeah i don't i just i'll say this care. i will say this doomsday is the wrong character to bring in for the for the like morphing they have to be a team to defeat this evil villain or whatever doomsday is completely the wrong villain well i think i i think i know why they're why it's him though it's because he seems like such a um such a dominant force right yeah that that they would need to be on they would need more than one superhero to take him down it's just that the concept of them fighting and hating each other, and now they have to set their differences aside. It's like they—they should. It's been, so corny. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's silly that that it has to take doomsday for them to put aside their differences. Like that's right. Uh, I don't know. Well, and here's my problem with Doomsday being the vill- villain, though, on the flip side. Yeah, they have to team up to, I guess, theoretically, they have to team up to bring this guy down. But let's be honest, Bat- nothing Batman does is going to affect Doomsday. Superman is the only one who can take Doomsday down. And that's the point of Doomsday in the comics, because he was first introduced for the uh, Death of Superman series. And that's where Doomsday is supposed to be. Like, he's supposed to be this dominant force that only Superman can defeat. And obviously that's not going to be the case. Batman is a meat shield for Superman. Right. And so then what is the, there's no, is there a point to Wonder Woman at all? (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'll say this, the new Wonder Woman that they've had, I I think they call her post-crisis, which I don't know what that's referring to. But Wonder Woman is basically everything Superman is in a woman's body, um, slightly less powerful from my understanding. So I guess Wonder Woman could theoretically take on Doomsday and, and do harm to him, but come on, like the the origin of Doomsday is it's Doomsday versus Superman. Those two it's like Clash of the Titans. No one else is involved in this. It's those two doing battle. And they ruined that potential for storyline later in their DC film universe. Hooray. Hooray. Well, all I know is that the most excited I am for a DC movie is Suicide Squad. Still. Right. That Still. Mo- that movie, at this point, looks just worlds better than Batman vs. Superman. But, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think what helps that is that there's not, there's not a lot of big actors in it to kind mm-hmm. of distract you. And even though Will Smith is in it, he's not like He's not a main character. No, he's not. He's he's just the most recognizable person. That's mm-hmm. that's really it. Like I, I that's the most 
that's the biggest anticipation as far as superhero movies that I have over the next probably right. year or two. And the thing about Suicide Squad, it Batman versus Superman, like it may completely suck, but Suicide Squad could save it if it's really good because it's a concept that hasn't been done before. Like we've never seen a gang of supervillains like yeah. fighting together. So if they can pull Suicide Squad off, then DC DC's film universe could be in good hands going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as Batman versus Superman goes, like I'll go see it. I'll try to enjoy it. I hope it's good. I'm hoping for a pleasant surprise. But like all my excitement just completely died for this movie. Like I was so excited after the first trailer, the first full length trailer, mm-hmm. and they completely stomped that with this this last trailer. I'm not excited for it at all. Yeah. Well, so. apparently there's a new Suicide Squad trailer coming out fairly soon, so hopefully that pumps <laughs> some excitement back into the DC universe. But right now, uh, it's, it's we should it's low. we should make we should make some sort of betting line for some massive supervillain that the Suicide Squad has to take down as a team or whatever shows up in this next trailer. Some major spoiler is going to get just thrown out in this new suicide squad trailer right probably with the way with with the way trailers are going now like the way star wars is doing their trailers is perfect because they haven't told you anything but every other trailer they just tell you what's going on no matter what movie it is here's here's how i feel about whatever is going to happen in this next suicide squad trailer they can they can do whatever they want but i want to continue to see as little of the joker as possible to make right. him to make him feel like an event which is exactly mm-hmm. how he felt in the in the initial trailer and right. so that's what i'm hoping will be the case with this next one right the uh the, i believe the only thing we've seen of him seen of jared leto's joker is the i'm just going to hurt you really really a bad yeah. or, or whatever it that's, was that's, which and- was chilling and horrifying and awesome yeah that's all and you're so, right that's all we've seen so right yeah that's 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 about what we can hope for but yeah. tyler we're way over time here an yes, hour and are. 10 minutes yikes <laughs> yeah. okay so that with that uh, i think we're gonna have to end this podcast tyler thank you so much for being with me of course it's it's a pleasure glad we could uh i think set the new record for longest geeks and suits podcast I don't know. Some of our video ones went pretty long. Well, but, yeah, uh, I guess audio ones. It's yeah, audio ones specifically. Yes. Um, real quickly, uh, will you be available right after the Star Wars premiere to do an instant, uh, instant reaction with me and Ben? Will you be available that night? Um. Maybe. Maybe not. I would think so. I mean, I already anticipate that I'm going to be really tired the next day at work so i i think I'd <laughs> why be, not we might as well just because that way we can all just be there in person and 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 talk about it so right so I'm yeah better. that's what we'll plan on right now so that'll probably be the next podcast to be honest i'm swamped with schoolwork. i said at the beginning i'm procrastinating on about four projects right now and well, doing this podcast then it's okay that this one went long because that means then that you're not going to have another podcast for like 10 days so the fact that exactly this one went like an it hour works out and, perfectly and almost an hour and 15 minutes that's fine yeah 
So there, there we go. There's the silver lining that we're looking for. So, so yeah, uh, look out for that instant reaction to Star Wars Force Awakens. There probably will be spoilers in it, and I'm sure we'll say that beforehand. But um, yeah, yeah you might as well just say um, now spoilers. Yeah, there will spoiler be spoilers. Alert. There will be spoilers. Maybe we, we'll probably wait a little bit to post it. But um, so yeah. Um, also just. Just, just any listeners out there, um, if any of you would like to join me on the Geeks and Suits podcast to talk about something sports, pop culture related, whatever, just uh, shoot me a text, tweet me, whatever. I'd be more than happy to have you. Um, it probably won't be any time in the next week or so, but open I will casting. try my hardest to get you on. I like so, it. Open an, an open casting call to the geeks and open Suits invitation. You are anyone who wants to join me. Come one. Come I'm all. open. I'll talk anything. Heck, if you want to talk politics, you feel free to come on. I'll listen to you for an hour or so and say almost nothing because I know nothing about politics. Yeah, that I, I I'll admit, dude, I wouldn't be listening to that one. <laughs> and, and I'm dating somebody who who works in politics, so. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? But yes, to reiterate, if you want to be on the Geeks and Suits podcast, hit me up. I'd be more than happy to have you. Uh, look out for our Star Wars Instant Reaction next week. Maybe we get someone in before that, but probably not. Um, so yeah, with that said, we just ran about four more minutes, Tyler, so that, eh. that makes it even longer now. It happens. <laughs> it happens. All right, we got to go, Tyler. Thanks for joining me again. Um, I will see you pretty soon here in about a week or so all right sounds good chase all right peace out everybody thank you for listening and uh subscribe on itunes listen on itunes the whole shabazz and uh hope to see you again soon all right ty